Hi, this is Netta. Years ago, like, I don't know, 12 years ago maybe, I have this very distinct memory of something that God spoke to me. I was walking into um, an evening of leadership training and interaction and stuff with all the leaders of our church. And we had a friend who was um, teaching us that night. And at one point we were breaking into like little groups to share and and talk and pray together or something. And, and this leader friend of ours said something to me about, you know, loving the people around us and blah, 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 being honest. And I remember saying to God at that moment while we were scooching our chairs around to get into little groups, I said, Lord, how can I love these people when right now I can't even trust them? <laughs> it, it sounds kind of ignorant and yet I bet that sounds relatable. How can I love them when I can't even trust them? Immediately, God said to me, you don't have to. Jesus didn't. Oh, I don't have to trust them in order to love them. Now, obviously, I have to just put a disclaimer right away. I'm not talking about a marriage or a potential marriage relationship, okay? There has to be trust. I'm talking about living with with people, just people that we are around all the time, every day, whether we see them continually or they're strangers that we run into, showing God's love to people. That's what I'm talking about. And I have to think of that many times, that I don't have to trust them in order to love them. You see, if I'm going to just show God's love to people, let's say in in the church body, in types of ministries that I might be involved in with neighbors that, you know, I do or do not know well. If I'm expecting them to be trustworthy, however I define that, then I'm expecting something in return. But love gives without expecting in return. Let me read from Romans chapter 12. Um, I'm reading in verse 9 and 10 and um, and even 11. And this is from the NIRV version. You know, it's that one written at the third grade level. <laughs> I really like it though. Um, Romans 12, 9 says, love must be honest and true. Now other versions say love must be sincere. Like be real. Hate what is evil and hold on to what is good. So right then and there, okay, that group of people that I was walking into in that room that evening, some of them, I mean, a couple were kind of, you know, talking behind our back, kind of doing some backbiting. Most of them in the room just probably had like a a younger faith in God and they were learning and maturing and growing. And I was feeling like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't really trust them with some things. Okay, but hold on to what's good. Hold on to the good parts of them. They were growing. They're changing. They were there for crying out loud, wanting to know God better and wanting to be more involved in each other's lives. So I had to hang on to what was good. Verse 10 says, love one another deeply and honor others more than yourselves. See, that's that losing those expectations Love shows honor to people, whether they're going to show it back to us or not. 
Love does the right thing, whether it's going to be reciprocated or not. Oh, expectations are truly what cause so much disappointment in our lives. Our expectations of things and people and other people's expectations of us. And living in the fear of that. But this is nothing about expectations. It just says, love each other deeply. Honor others more than you honor yourselves. Verse 11 says, stay excited about your faith as you serve the Lord. And when you hope, be joyful. When you suffer, be patient. When you pray, be faithful. Share with God's people who are in need and welcome others into your home. So go back, stay excited about your faith as you serve the Lord. If I am forever feeling like other people need to deserve my service to the Lord or deserve the loving things I do for them, I'm always going to be frustrated and disappointed and I am not going to be very uh, excited about my faith as I serve the Lord. But if I'm simply just spilling love out with no expectations, there's great joy. Even when it gets really frustrating, I spill out love because he loved me first. When Jesus died on the cross for my sins, he did it thousands of years before I was ever born. So it's not like he was waiting to make sure I would respond. First John uh, chapter 316. Oh, it's another 316. It says, we know what love is because Jesus Christ gave his life for us. So we should give our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, thankfully, right now, most of us aren't having to literally lay down our life for the cause of Christ or for someone else. But think how little we really give of our lives to someone else. And when we do, most other people don't know. Just the one who's really getting the love. Because if we start announcing it or letting people know, oh, I spent time with so-and-so for 25 hours last week. Or, you know, like then everyone goes, ew. And then it wasn't really for love. It was just for our own selfishness. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, let's be real with our love. It's okay not to trust the recipients of it. Let's just spread love. And it's going to click with some people. And other people might not notice. And that's okay. Because the ones who are truly affected by it will be changed. And we can stand face to face with Jesus someday knowing that we showed his love. We shared his love. We lived his love because he loved us first. That is how we know what love is because Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Thank you so much, Jesus. And that's just a little piece of my heart. <laughs>